0: Welcome to the Jump Miles Trail Club's monthly podcast. Here we discuss all things trail running, as well as whatever comes to mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy.
1: Alright, I'll, I'll start us in now, just so we can get it going. Uh, welcome to episode number 15 of the podcast. We're going to recap the Mid-State mass of today. So as usual, I have myself, Brian. Josh is here. Ryan is missing for the day, and our guest star, Ryan Pelletier, who ran the m- race. So, uh, Binks. and Binks is there on camera too. For those that don't know, if you're listening to it audio-wise, we're going to try to post it video-wise on the Junk Miles YouTube page, which I'll share the link with, so you can see what we look like at the same time. If you into that, but if not, Junk continue Miles to listen. YouTube page? yeah I have it all so we'll uh, oh, uh, they post. Can
2: see that dirty apartment oh
1: no that's all right Did we crop my video <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll video. take care of that post-production we'll take care of that all right so uh, we tried this one other time we had an epic technical failure because of on my end so we're doing take two so let's do a, a quick recap of the whole race uh, you guys were there you were crewing along with Padraig and Lara and uh, I was out there volunteering with Ryan so we got to see a little bit but why don't you take us through the start to the finish, Uh, what you encountered, what you didn't encounter, what you liked, what you hated and give those guys for next year a little insight as to what's happening.
0: It was a a unique start because it was COVID so it was a a staggered start and uh, so people were Starting the race anywhere from eight in the morning until eleven in the afternoon, I think, or noontime. And uh, Ryan was fortunate enough to get. The, what we have? Eleven a.m. start, Ryan. I don't remember. It was, it
3: was like there. eleven ten or something like that. 10, somewhere, somewhere
2: in the early eleven. Yeah. the last movement. Yep. They were they were grouped in each each hour. Like uh, I think twelve people went off, and it would go off on, like two minute intervals or one minute intervals, and then they would take like a. 45 minute break and then send out another group. And I went out, I it was 10 or 11. I think it was 11 actually, because
0: then. I don't remember, but it was a later start than usual. Well, then, well, usual. Then I. I don't know. <laughs> it was a late so start. This, this is the staggered start. He, there's a race director and there's Ryan getting ready to go off. Yeah, it was. Uh, he must have it at 11 I guess. He was getting ready to go. And uh, they went off. Uh, well, every every few seconds after uh, the start time, so that was different. There was no mass start. There wasn't. There weren't a lot of people anywhere that we went, and uh, and then he started on the most technical portion of the whole race, which Ryan loved. It sounded like he really <laughs> liked jumping rocks.
1: And yeah, he started
2: at the uh, way pack. pack? I don't really know how, to it. how do you pronounce it.
1: The WAPAC. The
2: WAPAC. Yep. The WAPAC. And uh, that's basically where we started. I think we did, so we started in New Hampshire and did that all the way to, I think it ends in about Massachusetts where you pick up the Red uh, State Trail. Because that trail, the first trail you start on is actually like uh, blue, blue blazers. You do that for a little while and then you pick up the uh, yellow blazers. Go down to... Uh, I don't know, the only thing I the first one I, the first, I remember going down to Mount Wachusett, so I think, I don't remember how far that was, but it wasn't that far, like mean, 30 miles. Yeah, it yeah. was like
3: a marathon when you got
2: to Wachusett. Yeah. Yeah, the marathon you get to it, and then you go over it, which is another like five or six miles, so it's was around 50 to get over it. So the first, let's say the first 50K is definitely the hardest part. It was pretty technical terrain. That I'm not good at running, so it took a while. I, mean, I didn't. I think what I do like the first 50k, and it had to be over six hours.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a good long time. Was, well, what you said, it was technical, and uh, you're better off not getting hurt and uh, getting to the stuff that you can run on. But it was—it's was actually a good day. It was nice, temperature-wise. It was a—it was a good day.
2: It was nice. A lot of people. Apparently, a lot of people were complaining that it was too it was warmer than what they thought. It was too hot, <laughs> so apparently, people were dropping out because they weren't prepared because it was too hot.
3: Uh, yeah, I think it was unseasonably warm yeah, for so a lot of considering It was October. Layered up
2: and whatnot. I mean, I didn't. I was sweating. Actually, I was sweating a lot.
0: I can tell.
3: But and if you look at this video, everyone's in t-shirt and shorts, and it's the middle of October, so it
2: was obviously. I think I ran. I think I ran in just a like a light long sleeve the whole time I think I put a jacket on at night for a little bit but then I was too warm I threw it right off
1: yeah we like were out there morning hour we were out there for the volunteer and we were just standing around and it wasn't cold at all we were, I didn't have gloves or anything I just a light jacket we went there around 6 and stayed till 1 in the morning it wasn't like you said unseasonably warm
0: so so the first we said first marathon portion of the uh, the race that was the most technical and then after that was it mostly roads or was it smooth trail in roads or what how did it break down
2: the first 50k was all trail all like technical trail <laughs> but short bursts that you could maybe get like a mile and actually running but the rest was just it was just a slow going for me, the, the hardest part was actually going downhill because of I had foot issues and shoe issues. So every time I'm going down a hill, my shoes weren't tied tight enough, so my feet were jamming in. And I, I've never, never felt that before. So I didn't even know what it was. I thought it was just how it's going to be. I don't know. I thought it was a sh- the shoe actually. I didn't even think at the time like you should probably tighten your shoes up. Uh. So then yeah. So then pretty much after it was. Just you know your normal New England trail, I guess Rocky and Rudy, for the next like 20 miles or so. I didn't get didn't get much roads till after mile 50, I believe, because so I remember picking up my picking up the pacer Padraig, and then like going, starting running, and I'm like, yeah, figures now we could stop. Like I was joking, like now we can <laughs> stop running. So the, I think it was like 17 miles of roads after mile 50.
0: I
1: don't know if that's oh, bright, is that? but, you know, Wow. OK. That's what I want. Yeah, your, uh, the Strava shows you 13,000 feet of elevation gain. And uh, from the your profile on Strava, it looks like it starts up and goes downhill until you hit the Wachusett. Then it's up the big hill, then it's down again, mostly, until you get the roads. Yeah, it felt
2: the, the first 30 miles fell all uphill.
1: Yeah, those those hills are not fun. I've been out there for that the little WAPAC, you know, eight mile race or whatever it
2: is.
1: (laughs) No, it's not a running hill. It's a rock climbing expedition. Yeah.
2: So then, like you know, the rolling hills. you, You know, no, it wasn't hilly.
1: It was not a hilly course. And the course is not really marked except for the blazes on the trail. Which uh, seemed to be a problem for a lot of people out there at the aid station when they were coming in.
2: Yeah, that yeah. was one of the uh, one of the main challenges, I guess you want to say, is just navigation. Uh, even like even the trails marked with these yellow blazers, and if anyone, you know, you go on a trail and they're faded and they're, you know, they just not marked very well. Like I had a problem on even in the beginning, just getting up to like the top of a hill and getting on the rock face. And you gotta look down on the rocks to try to find where the blue blaze, because at this time it was blue, and you gotta try to find it, and it was, a lot of them were faded, and there's different paths to go back down. So that was kind of a pain. And then, yeah, then once you catch the Mid-State Trail, it's just, it's just little tiny yellow blazes on trees sometimes, sometimes it's obvious, sometimes uh, there are little faded blazers. but you know that, I mean, if you read the, like, the race report going into it, you know that. So I try not to let it affect me. I think I got mad when, like pissed off like <laughs> once about trying to not, not be able to find where I was. But.
1: Yeah, especially at night with those little blazes. It's not like they're reflector blazes. They're just regular yellow triangles.
2: Yeah, at night, uh, once I picked up Padre, it was a lot easier because I just kind of gave him the he would, I just, I was more worried about tripping on rocks and roots and navigating anymore.
0: Sure, that makes sense. There you go. Um, that's what else we're talking about before? Uh, just following the trail was one of the biggest things you had talked about uh, around Wachusett, too. You had gone off trail a little bit and you had to pick yourself back up to the, uh, the trail but uh, there are other places yeah. it's just yeah. difficult to follow because of those little yellow blazes that's all
2: yeah on Wachusa I, I got off the trail and I'm jumping down these rocks thinking like like this is ridiculous I can't believe I'm doing this and it was ridiculous and I couldn't believe it. no one else was doing it because I was going the wrong way down this <laughs> stupid rock face and I get down to like the bottom and there was like three girls rock climbing <laughs> and, I, and right then I knew it, like yeah I'm not I'm not on the trail right? so I had to Climb back up the rocks, go back where I was, and get back on the trail. So that's like, it adds up. That's like 15 minutes right there, and then adds up after a while. After, even after like every intersection, you got to stop and look at your phone or GPS or just looking for a yellow blazer. Half the time, you're just looking for someone else where you know you know where you're going. Yeah, I know where I'm going, and then you start following that person. So.
0: That was the other thing about that race is you had to have your phone out all the time because you're trying to follow the the course on your on your. That that must have been difficult too.
2: Yeah, it slows it down. You don't even think about it. I didn't really think about it either, too. But now you go back to it. Like after every intersection, you got to like. For me, at least, I had to take out. I had I didn't know where I was, so I take out my phone, look where I was load it up, like load up the map and it adds up.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, you right now. Now how did that app work? Was it, it located your GPS and showed where you were on the map or you just had to kind of look at the markings and figure it out?
2: So they start you off with like a, the app's called RaceJoy and it's, it's a good, it's a, it's cool but it's just not, the app's just not there yet. It just kills your phone, it drains everything. Right. And it just, it doesn't like, it. Does, every time for me it just kept, Shutting off, it wasn't loading. Like if I my phone would go on sleep and it would come back and it would wouldn't load. So I ended up turning it off and just using. um, I either use All Trails or Gaia, Gia, whatever that app is. One of those trail apps. But
3: um, yeah, even we tried to we tracked them for the majority of the race using that app, and it even for us we had better service than he did, and it still wasn't even that good.
2: The app's a cool idea. It, it, It was, but it just. It just kills your battery, and it just didn't didn't work, right?
3: It's great for the crew, too, when it actually works, because it allows us to kind of know exactly where he is as the, the runner. So, like, we know, all right, like, he'll be here in 10 minutes, or he'll be here in three hours. So we kind of have an idea of, like, what we should be doing. But then, like, half the time, it, we would have no idea where he was. Yeah,
0: because yeah, a lot of times the uh, the crew uh stations that we drove to they're only like 15 minutes apart and uh we got there and and ryan actually had like a seven mile run in between them so it took him a lot longer to get there than it did for us to drive so it was, it was nice to know where he was but uh, at night we we're trying to track him and it was showing him off course all the time and that wasn't true it was just inaccurate so that, that made it more difficult
1: And if he shuts the phone, if he shut the app off, obviously you guys weren't getting his location.
3: Yep. Yeah, or if he leaves his phone in the car,
1: (laughs) you do not get his location either.
2: Yeah, I left my my phone on the bumper of the car. (laughs)
1: uh, He's right here. He's somewhere. He's right with us. He's here.
2: (laughs) That was early.
1: That was 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 early.
2: And then um, I get, I don't know, like, not even a half mile away, and I'm like, Oh shit! On my phone, and now uh, I was—I'm thinking. I'm like, do I go back? Because I'm like, do I go back and get my phone? Because I'm gonna get lost. I don't want to get lost. And do they even know it's there? Because I left it. I'm sitting on the bumper of the car. And I just left it <laughs> on the bumper. So it really would have been easy for them just to shut the, shut the hood, uh, shut the front of the car, and not even notice it. You know, it's a black case. Right. So I'm worrying about that the next mile, and then I—I forgot about it. Uh, yeah. Luckily, that, wasn't- that was. But,
3: there wasn't a lot of time between when you left it and when we saw you next. I think it was like one of the shortest distances, but then the another time he knowingly left it in the car, and that's when he got lost. <laughs> another time. Yeah. That was bad advice from Podrick. Nope. We told him he didn't need it.
0: <laughs> bad, bad advice, poor decision.
3: <laughs> we haven't gone lost that, yet. Uh,
2: So I got lost with Padre really well, really good one time. Um, we're on the road section and we're, we were moving pretty good. I was I was I was struggling the whole time, but I, it was roads so I could run on the roads.
0: Come back next month for our next episode. Until then.